Welcome back to the Life IQ podcast, where the goal is always to learn something. My name is David Odejo. I'm an aspiring dog dad, entry-level vlogger, and former aquatic activity liability. On today's episode, the question we're trying to answer is what's next in part two of my conversation with Fahad Al-Hatab. Fahad's path to leadership began with philanthropy. Compelled by his background as an at-risk immigrant from a low-income family, he raised over $1 million for local charities, founded a camp for underprivileged children, and was awarded Canada's top 20 under 20 award for his dedication to the community. Built on 13 years of experience of assembling successful teams, Fahad identified the tried and true ingredient that set high-performing teams apart from competitors. They had leaders who prioritized team performance over individual success. He named them unicorn leaders. He named them unicorn leaders. He's spoken to over 50,000 people across North America on leadership and been named rising star speaker and most entertaining speaker by the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Working alongside his team at Unicorn Labs, Fahad is committed to giving startup founders the leadership skills to build unicorn companies. He delivers team building retreats and customized training programs that upgrade staff and startup managers into self-driven leaders. From this bio alone, you can tell my dude is extra. He's doing the most, but I was so excited to have him on this episode. Uh, the conversation we had was natural. It was organic. We had lots of laughs, but a lot of really key takeaways and practical advice that you can take away from this episode. So with all that being said, let's get into it. Stop tap dancing around the conversation. We're going to move to the celebration of life segment. So Fahad, this is a short shout out to someone that might have impacted your journey or someone that comes to mind when thinking about the theme of today's episode. So it could be a friend, a partner, a mentor, whatever, whatever. You're my guest. So I'm going to be polite because mama raised me right. You're going to go first and then I'll follow up with my shout out. So the floor is all yours. I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to give three shout outs. I know you want me to give one. I'm going to give, I'm going to give this, three. This guy, I knew, I was like, bro, at some point he's going to break the rules. Um, but no, so I'm gonna, you're, not the, you're not the first questions. one. You're not the first one to break the rules. So, so you can go for it. Um, I think I think my first my first shout out uh, is to my older brother. Uh, older brother, six years older than me, Omar Omar Al Hadab. And uh, the reason my that shout out is so important is that you know thinking about what's next in life. He was always a phase ahead, and I could always learn from what he did. So I always did what older brother did with an optimization, with an improvement, with a way to try and do it better because I saw his mistakes or I saw how he could do it in every shape or form. And so, I mean, the shout out is that he paved the path. The shout out is that he's got more scars and bruises because of that path. And, and David, you're, older, you're the older brother. So I think you understand that in many ways for your younger siblings. My older brother... Uh, paved the way for education. I went to Colonel By because my older brother said he's a smart kid. We should get him to test and, and go to Colonel By instead of real high school. Mm. I, I I played I played basketball. I, my older brother used to help me write my MC scripts for for the talent show that I emceed in grade eight. You know, like uh, my speeches for becoming uh, uh, co president. Um, it was always those skill sets. So whether it was in life or or kind of career, he really helped 
pave that path. So I think, I think to me, a celebration of life. He's got three beautiful kids now. He's got a beautiful home. He went all the way out to Osgood. He's living in the farms because wow. he's got all this land. He wanted, he wanted, you know, a, a beautiful area. Two, he's got a, a two-acre backyard. I would say I can play a soccer. We got a soccer field in the backyard. We can start running a, nice. a league back there. He got. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's someone I wanted to shout out because I think for for what I learned from him, very much so is, you know. Whenever you meet him, we're very similar. We have similar mannerisms. We, we talk, yeah. We we we, we talk very similar. We similar laugh. People always, oh my god, you got the same laugh. Um, he's just a calmer version of me. Uh, I'm a little feisty. I'm a little fiery. I can be a little bit of a hothead. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got this kind of passion that's exploding out that wants to just make it out. And he's always the calm, diplomatic. And so we actually learn from each other because he'll tell me, he's like, man, I wish I spoke up more in those moments. And I was like, yeah, I'll be your fighter. Like, I'll, I'll be the bulldog. I'll be the, you know. And then many times I'm like, oh, I should shut my mouth here. This yeah. is this is a moment for diplom- diplomacy. Um, that, that's big. So a big shout out there. I think the other shout out is, uh, to my partner, my amazing wife, Andrea. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people who listen to the show will know her, but I, I think for more than anything, she's taught me how to love. Mm. I think that how to accept love, uh, you know, understanding what that looks like, what, what that feels like. I, I think, I think growing up in, in, in immigrant households where we're not as expressive in our affections is is definitely a part of our backpack mm. that we hold and like man still still learning to work through that you know <laughs> still so i i ain't no lover boy to to out you know out loud i'm a i'm a tough love kind of person you know yeah. when i love you i'm i'll take care of you but i'm also push you but that's not you know that's that's not the kind of romantic love that people want you know mm-hmm. um so that that was a that was a big piece uh big piece for me and then uh, my last shout out is a best friend uh i got i got a shout out abel here uh, Abel has been my partner in crime and everything I've done for a long time in my life. CUSA stuff, uh, business stuff, like always a person that I can uh, kind of talk to about things from business to personal life and all that stuff. And, and I think deserves a shout out because I don't think I'd be the person I am here today if it wasn't that friendship. And I don't, I don't think I always recognize that, but like sometimes you just got a boy that really shapes your life. And, and I'm grateful to, to have had uh Abel Hazon as as a, you know as as a key key man out there for me. I love that, bro. Um, yeah, all all three people that I'm lucky to know um, in some capacity, and yeah, the the Omar thing. It's so funny. I saw a tweet today that was like, older siblings are like the manager of the kids, but you're unpaid. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I have an older sister, and like, obviously, like, like I've shouted her tons of times on the show. Like, they just they just have that role of like being the one that you're running into battle and they're first and there's a bunch of spears and they're just going to go and like take that hit for you and Mm -hmm. test things Mm -hmm. out. Similar, like you mentioned, like being an older brother, like testing out things with like, how do you even like talk to our parents about this or like playing sports outside of school? Like I had to take the L on that so that my siblings like could do it later on. So uh, definitely cannot like underrate the, the older sibling, like love that comes and even just like that natural instinct they have to care for you and like reach out when the time is right when you're going through something and just offering that support obviously like andrea's amazing um and and yeah i can't say enough good things about her shout out to abel as well hilarious guy um always like the life of the party shout out to those three 
my shout out. So I was saying on another episode, like, I, I don't even know what episode number this is going to be, but I've had to do a lot of these shout outs. And <laughs> one, I'm like running out of like things to say that are new. And two, I don't remember like every single one. So I don't want to repeat. So every time I'm like, let me like switch it up. So my shout out's actually not a person. My shout out's going to be to an establishment. And I know Kathleen, my girlfriend's going to listen and be like, David, you're such a capitalist. We have the, we have the <laughs> argument all the time. But I think this is a business that she's going to support. My shout out is to Roosters. And you know why. Um, Roosters, for context, is like one of the CUSA businesses that we had the pleasure of running at the Student Union. It's like a coffee house um, on campus. Fair trade coffee, amazing sandwiches, great staff. And my shout outs to Roosters because when I talked about like this first phase of life that Fahad and I were kind of parallel to each other in high school, Roosters kind of started that second phase of life. And honestly, like a lot of stuff for me, like really opened up my my world and my opportunities in university. So I think this was like my going into my second year. I just finished first year. I got a job on campus as like a summer orientation leader. So um, in other campuses, like just think about the people who like wear the corny polos and like do the most to give tours on campus that's what your boy was doing um, that's it yeah. student experience office yeah. i'm not gonna hate though because the role was amazing before great. that i was great. working yeah. at costco like working till like midnight and then i got this amazing role and i think it was like my first week on the job stopped by roosters to get a sandwich before work and i was wearing this like colonel by like quarter zip pullover and fahad was cusa president at the time he was there and he's like oh colonel by I was like, yeah, like I went to Colonel. Like, you play basketball? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Mr. Dempsey. I'm like, yeah, I was my coach. Um, he's like, oh, I went to Colonel by too. And I was like, yeah, like you were actually co-pres when I was um, in grade nine. It's like crazy, small world. Knew he was CUSA president as well because our offices were kind of adjacent to each other. And I don't know what it is, bro, but you like from that moment on were like always looking out for me, like looking for different opportunities for me to get involved on campus. Obviously, you were the first person to talk to me about thinking about CUSA. Initially, I was like, bro, I don't want that drama. And then two years later, I was like, I'm all about the drama. And my life became very dramatic. Um, but yeah, it's just like crazy how like those things kind of line up. Um, how like those similar paths, like you, you just can't like script it. Like you just can't write it. It just happened. Like even talking about these organic occurrences. So I had to give a shout out to Roosters because the food there was bomb. Um, I think out of our businesses, it did the best uh, a lot of our businesses weren't really that <laughs> no, that no, dope didn't do too well uh, but roosters <laughs> did its thing and then obviously like that was like i think the moment that we actually like really became friends and we've been friends yeah. ever since so i had to had to give that shout out in there that's a good shout out man that's a good shout out you know uh, david you uh, years later i think asked me uh, a, a good question that i've had to reflect on many times and it was you know why? Why'd you reach out? Why? Why? What'd you see in me? Why? Why were you interested in, in in kind of engaging me in Q's stuff? And I, I finally, I think I've given you many answers for it, but I finally came to an answer uh, recently uh, because a similar question was asked to me elsewhere, and it is the 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 sense of knowing oneself that allows someone to be extremely centered that makes someone a potentially good leader. And you had a core identity of who you were, still growing through it, still figuring it out, mm -hmm. but you had a sense of core values that guided you. And I think that 
is is rare to see in a lot of young people in, 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 in people trying to figure themselves out, especially in university, because what we're doing in universities, we're trying on all these different masks. Like, oh, is this one work? Does this one work? Am I going to be the party guy? Am I going to be the joker? Am I, what, what mask am I going to put on that's going to work? And a few people have a really strong core that they're able to, that they, they also have the confidence to share that core. And, 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 and to be hundred percent honest and not to gas you up too much here, <laughs> but you had that and, 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 and you had a really strong core of, I'm open to experiences, but I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. And I've got a, I've got a journey that I'm living out and, mm. and here I am. This is, this is me. And it, it is that, that, that sense that I think really attracted me to say, yeah, this is a cool guy. Like he's, he's got a sense to him and, and, and I'd love to get to know him more. And I think, I think if I reflect on when we started to talk to you about CUSA stuff, that was the like indicator mm. for me. Yeah. And honestly, bro, like in like a poetic, like tie back to things we've talked about so far, it's like that aspect of like, okay, yo, here's like, and it's a bit of a stretch, but like, here's like an Ottawa guy, similar background, like immigrant parents, um, big family with like lots of siblings, Colonel by guy, like doing the whole off campus thing who found his way and like was able to take on this sort of thing. And um, have an impact on the student body. It's like, okay, yo, like, I can see myself doing that. And this is like someone who's like looking at me. He's like, yo, like, come work for me. Like, you, like, you would be good at this job. Like, all, like all this stuff. I'm like, okay, yo, I'm like getting a crazy cosign right now. And okay, right now it's like it's not right for me. But then you know, talking to you, and then Zamir comes along, and then like guys like Gavin come along, and mm-hmm. like getting like to know other people, and you know, Travis, and the, like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, yo, like. This is what's next for me. And all these things I've been doing up to this point have like prepared me to take on this opportunity. Right. Like in a way like that, that's like something that's happened for me even before like really becoming like a professional out of school. So kind of even ties into some of the stuff that we've already talked about so far. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think, I think you, you noted there, like it's how important it is to sometimes get that cosign from someone who's just a few years ahead. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I mentioned Julian LeBlanc as a mentor of mine, same thing during the, during the pandemic, I was like, man, I don't think this business is going to work. Like, we're going to figure things out. I was mm-hmm. doing retreats. What am I going to do online? All this stuff. And he got on a call with me and was like, listen, man, you like, I know you can do this because I'm a few steps ahead and this is what I've done. Here's where you are. That, that cosign, it just, just hit me. Cause I think so many times in my life, it was, it was, I was convincing myself out of my path mm. and, and, and someone who was a few steps ahead looked down, was like, Mm-mm, you like stay on this path here. Yeah. Let me yank you a little bit. Yeah. Let me nudge you a little bit. And, and, and made such a difference. I think there's a story of Larry, uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the founders of Google, same thing. They wanted to go work for a company to develop the algorithm that they ended up developing. And one of their mentors said, no man, go try to build this yourself. And they were like, oh, we'd rather get a salary. Mm. Like at the time, they'd rather just get a job. It'd be easier. And someone pushed them. You know, I, I think those moments are so underrated yet so important. I love that, bro. I love that, man. That was that was a pretty long celebration of life segment, but I loved it. Um, shout out to, to Omar, Andrea, Abel. Shout out to Roosters, man. Next time I'm in Ottawa, I'm going to have to <laughs> stop by. The Bagel Witch was elite. 
what yeah, else I haven't had roosters in a long what time. Else <laughs> I don't remember what else was week, but that, that was dope. Um, before we get back into like some of the more serious questions, we've been talking about a lot of deep stuff. Not even that deep, but like some more serious stuff. I have a few light questions here. Okay, so yo, are you familiar with, you know Blockbuster, right? Yes, I know Blockbuster. And also yeah. this is a question that like came to me. I didn't put it in the doc, so yeah. maybe caught off guard. So you know Blockbuster. Do you know Quibi? Like the streaming service? That yeah, yeah. The, the, the like, vertical video. They were trying to do vertical video. It was around for like three minutes. Yeah, it was vertical video. They had a, they raised tons of money, bro. Yeah, but then they Billions. flopped. Yeah. Then there was the other streaming service that recently flopped. Which one was that? Was that like Paramount or something? Oh, CNN, CNN Now. Did okay. you hear about that? Flopped. No, I didn't hear CNN Now. Okay. okay. Which, in your opinion, because you're a business mogul, is the biggest failure? Blockbuster? Quibi, CNN Now, or Frank is a phone. That's a good dig, bro. Frank is a phone had its moments, bro. Frank was a phone. No longer is not is a phone. Frank oh. was a phone. Um, I got to say Blockbuster, bro, because they had market share and they lost market share. Yeah, the fact. others were trying to acquire market share. Fact. Blockbuster was already leading. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go that, that, di- that direction. Right. But Frank, bro, <laughs> could have made it, bro. Could have made it. That we question is for the people we who were... know. The, the people who, if you know, you know what Frank is a phone was. <laughs> I, I'm sure if you did a Google search, you'd probably find, find some stuff. You'd probably find friend. it. You'd yeah. probably find it. Bro, um, all I'm saying, I wanted to be the man in the arena taking shots, bro. I, yo, I tried. <laughs> respect, bro. Respect. Um, but that's a joke I would never let go of. Um, and then last last little question here um, is, oh, actually, a couple more. So, like I said before, we have very similar experiences, like immigrant families. We both love basketball. Recently, we've actually both started this adventure of trying to learn how to swim. Um and I don't, I don't know how it's going for you. So I just want to know, like, if you want, if you're how's it going to, for you? How's how's it going for you? Bro, I, I think honestly, should, bro, yeah. honestly, I think I'm getting there. Mm. And I, I'm gonna say that because of two recent occurrences. I talked about like water skiing on episode one. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I was actually like swimming without a life jacket. Water skiing, you obviously have a life jacket on because you're yeah. falling in different ways, but. Anytime I was in the ocean, I was actually swimming quite well. There was a moment where, like, I swam into a jellyfish and I got a jellyfish thing, which was crazy. Yeah, I, I should talk about that more, but I don't. You couldn't see it, bro? I, my eyes were closed. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, it was salt water. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, and also the salt water was helping me float. But then recently, I, I do Big Brothers Toronto, uh, and my little brother loves swimming. We went to, like, a community center in Toronto. Olympic-sized swimming pool. Okay? So it gets, like, deep. And your boy was doing laps back and forth. No problem. Mm. Mm. So you were doing I, laps? Yeah, bro. Like, like wow. when I say laps, though, it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You, you're going there, there and stopping, going back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I was actually, like, doing my thing, bro. So I do bro, think that's... I'm... The only problem is, like, treading longer than, like, 45 seconds issue. I have to be on the move. But if I were to rate my swimming, for, like, a black guy like me, nine... But compared to like all my white friends, four. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Bro, uh, hold hold a thought for a minute. I mean, I think shout out to you, bro, for the work you're doing with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Like I Thank think you, bro. I think that's valuable, bro. That's like 
I mean, uh, you know, I, I was part of the Boys and Girls Club, obviously different. People get them confused, but, you know, community center takes care of us, us, us new immigrants. It takes care of people, you know, you know, like uh, playing sports, all that stuff. And that, that stuff made all the difference for me. And so, you know, the mentors, the counselors, the volunteers that were there that did the work, the exact work you're doing right now, like shout out to that because I think, I think that's so important. And to tie it back Appreciate in, that. I think we learn so much about what's next by spending time with children. Mm. When I spend time with my nieces and nephews, I am more convinced of the world I want to create for them. Uh, I think that that is, it gives me such deep insight and just deep appreciation and like grounds me when I'm lost mm. in like the, what I have to build, what I have to create, how much money I'm making versus the, the purpose of like, I am here to make the world a better place. Yeah. Right. Like I think, I think when you, you're spending time with that younger generation, you really feel that. So swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I want to um, know. So, so, so I, I, I laughed when you, when, when I saw the question, rate your swimming one to 10. Cause like, again, what I'd rate it as versus what Andrea, the lifeguard, you know, yeah, swim bro. instructor would rate bro. it as we're all minus seven, you know, like, I'm just, Crazy. um, yeah. So, so, so I'll got to say, I think you've made more progress in your swimming than I have, but I start, I, my starting point was or, mm. like, I, I already kind of knew some basics. I was swimming here and there, treading water. I wasn't like only kind of life jacket. You know, I, right. I was starting a little bit further. There was one summer, it was the, the first COVID summer where I was at Andrea's parents' pool. Like we were doing laps, trying to train, like actually float, like floating. bro. And so I was doing these treading, trying to tread water. And I got to like a minute and a half, almost two minutes treading water. And I'm like... Yo, two minutes treading water, oh fucking man! And my my brother's wife Mel uh, comes over for a barbecue. We're all there, and I was like, "Yeah, I can tread water." And she's like, oh, "I probably can tread water more than you." She's pregnant, okay? Like she's pregnant. She's like, "I can probably tread water." I'm like, "No, you can't." Like that's not yeah. like no. Like you have, I'm yeah, an you're gonna athlete. sink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, bro. Light Just work for her, huh? Tre light work, treading water. I die at two minutes. I gotta like hold on. I'm gonna drown. But she goes for twenty minutes. That's ridiculous, man. That's when I. That's when I what? said, you know what? Yeah, I said it's not made for me. Twenty minutes. <laughs> I think I went down. I think I went downhill from there. This summer, I got in the water a few times, and I was like, I think my skill is slowly dropping. So yeah. I'm. I think I'm at. You know, four out of ten, five out of ten. I won't drown. I can yeah. do a lap. You know, I can do a lap. But I have to stop. I can't. You know when people do the lap? They yeah, keep their feet and no, they keep no, going. No, no, no. Ah, no, not, what are you doing not. all that for, bro? You're just showing up. Like, chill out. <laughs> let's go to the wall. Let's talk. Like, yo, like, how was your day? You know, catch up. So, and then go back. Uh, Abel and I, the motivation to, like, start learning was, like, we were, like, yo, we can't become, like, rich and then be on these people's yachts and be, like, yo, give me a life jacket. Facts. You know, I can't be, can't be that guy bro, but you asking know, for a life. You know what's yeah. crazy, though, is, like, initially... Like going to cottages and stuff and chilling with people was like, oh, I got to be the guy to ask for a life jacket. <laughs> Honestly, now I've embraced it. I see it as a superpower, bro. I'm like, do you know <laughs> how cool you have to be to be the only one wearing a life jacket? <laughs> and when the photos drop, you're still, you know what I'm saying? Like you're looking dope in the photos. It takes a, another level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I like, love I actually want to be... I, I could take this off if I wanted to, but I want to keep it on. That's, that's <laughs> what the level of swimming I want to get to. 
you know so we'll i see. mean that level that that level of confidence is is what makes you you david i think appreciate that. you bro appreciate <laughs> you yeah i just like to bond over people who are like on the cusp of like being comfortable in the water i think i like a couple more strides for me to go and then i'll be like i want to be able to tread water for like five minutes yeah i think if i got to five minutes like that is like i'm cool like i don't want to be working out every time i'm swimming Mm-hmm. Uh, 45 seconds I am still a danger to myself I will say that uh, mom I know you're listening don't worry I always wear a life jacket I always stay safe uh, let's get back let's get back into the episode man or like some of these other questions so we talked a lot about like knowing what's next we talked a lot about like specifically your journey with um, unicorn labs and kind of how you were how you were thinking about things um, and we we left off talking about that pressure so I would love for you to share, like, how are you working or like, what are some of the things that you've tried to make the pressure healthy while also balancing, like, you know, build for, build for 2030? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, I think one, one of the, one of the ways that I've, uh, uh, one of the ways I've done it outside of work was, uh, obviously enjoy exercise. Um, but I realized but I enjoy, I just enjoy team sports way more than any other sort of exercise. Go to the gym, go for a run, go for a swim. Yeah, okay, I can get myself to do it. I go to the gym, but put me in a basketball environment mm. and something happens where I just, I'm, you know, I'm always average, middle of the pack, if not, low, you know, mid <laughs> to low of like the people playing. But I, I turned to one of my buddies when I was playing basketball. I was like, man, if I don't leave play, playing basketball and like angry at myself for being bad, then this competition wasn't good enough. <laughs> like I, I need an environment where where there is that pressure, where where there's that fight, where there's that competition. Because I realized that if I can have that in areas of my life where it's sport, mm-hmm. then I can release some of it. And the comp- competitive nature that comes out in business can ease up and focus because it's that same it's 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 that same kind of they're the same hormones they're the same energy yeah. is that i'm i'm a natural competitor i like to play to win and and i like to to go up against other people and if i'm not finding other areas to compete in then i'm competing in my business and so what happens is oh this guy's doing better than you or that guy's doing you start to look at those areas because you're not competing in other areas so mm. to release some of that pressure that was in business I just, I put it over in sport. But now when I'm angry that I sucked at basketball, at least I'm going to go run. Cause I'm like, yo, I, I was out of shape. I'm going to go run. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be bad. Or I'm going to go, I'm going to go take some shots on my own to like, cause my mm. shots off right now. And so, so that I found ways to get my competition out in healthy ways to mm. keep that pressure alive. Cause I think that pressure that I have for myself is a big driver, but to not let it bottle up in one area. I think that was, that was a big learning for me. Yeah. And and uh, and and something I've been working on. Um, the other ways of 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 making that pressure healthy is like, I think also embracing it. So I chose to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So we should stop complaining about the problems that come with entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think in trying to release pressure, I've had to accept that if this is the life I'm choosing with those four Venn diagrams, wealth, freedom, purpose, and in a fast time, then it comes with pressure. Mm. And so as long as I accept that pressure, I can see it in a more healthy way. 
if I see pressure as a good thing, and kind of like our, our relationship with stress, like we know this scientifically, if you view stress as a good thing, the actual hormone, cortisol hormone shows up differently than if you view stress as a negative thing, as distress. And so our, our perception of stress actually manifests physically in our body and how we react to it. And I think with pressure, I've started to really understand that and say like, wow, I'm really excited that I get to fix this problem, build this next problem. How does this problem add as a brick to my next thing? And, and it's funny because I've been practicing a lot of the self-talk and like, I think a lot of people that know me might not like, oh, if I had a positive Bro, guy, I, well, just, no, man. I just reacted like that because I literally was just like, I was going to say like, one thing I'm doing is self-talk and you just like, keep going, please yeah. keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been like actively practicing it because I really, you know what? I realized after CUSA that I actually went default negative. Mm. I used to be default positive. I was very, very optimistic. But bro, CUSA times and mm. Frank right after each other where yeah. like both were like just a lot of online hate and, and challenges. Mm -hmm. It made me like default negative of like, oh, this is not gonna work. Oh, someone's gonna hate it. Someone's gonna say some shit. It was, it became, you know, and I, and I didn't catch that and it built over time. And I realized that this last year, wait a second and i've been working so i've been working on that 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 positive self-talk so much so bro david it came out it came out loud i was playing i was playing basketball okay i went up bro i got blocked and i was like i love getting blocked and the guy looked at me and i was like oh yeah and like i didn't realize i just said it out loud right? yeah and he was like he just laughed and i was like yeah man i love getting blocked let's go next you know next yeah. point but like it, it was it was really funny for me because i didn't realize like that it, it came out loud i didn't mean i didn't actually mean to say it out loud but I've been I've been just rewriting it and like whenever I catch the negative I'll like try to sit down and like no it's positive this is why it's positive and 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 fighting it and I used to think it was bullshit like self-talk uh, affirmation stuff like repeated or and I come from the personal development space but like I, I used to think oh affirmations can I truly make myself believe something that's not true I think no you can't make yourself believe something that is not true I don't think you can but I think your mind can have multiple truths and as long as your mind has multiple truths, you can feed the truth that you want. What do I mean by that? Is that you can think you're you're both handsome and ugly, right? You don't like a feature about yourself. And if you keep telling yourself about the stuff that you don't like, you're ugly, that that weighs more. Mm. But I think if you think that, well, no, I'm kind of handsome. Like, oh, I can, I can work through that. And like, you can build your confidence by feeding that. I think if there are multiple truths that you are holding, you can feed one. I think if there is no secondary truth, then it's very difficult. So if you're like, well, I'm bad at writing. I'm not going to convince myself of being good at writing by saying I'm good at writing. So you have to actually work on that skill. So I think the issue with affirmations in that sense is, is that I think there needs to be an element of truth that you can feed mm. versus uh, it not existing. Yeah. I, I like the, the like removing the competition aspect from that, that day to day. And like, obviously like the more important thing is your business. Like, you know, and, in some scenarios, like your rec league is less important. Um, that's not what you're paid to do. That's not providing any sort of <laughs> sustenance for, I mean, past like physical, but like for your family or whatever. But like being able to like focus that mindset elsewhere, I think is big. And yeah, man, that self-talk is like something that I've been doing a lot of recently um, that like I've actually seen have, have an impact. And it's it's crazy, like how much about yourself you actually learn when doing an exercise like that. Like Q3 was a tough quarter um, for many reasons, like like with everything going on in Shopify and like 
all the, the different things that I had never experienced before professionally. So when the self-talk is like, and, and, and a lot of it is like, like tied to reality, like in the real situation, like a lot of stuff that happened sucked. Yeah. But if the conversation I have with myself every day is like, wow, like this sucks. Like this is tough. This is hard. It becomes harder and harder to like get up to do the job that I want to do. Like, I, mm-hmm. like if I didn't want to do this job, like I would not be there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm in enough of a position where I can go somewhere where I'm going to do something I enjoy doing. So bottom line based on is like, this is a job that I really enjoy and I want to do. But when my self-talk is negative, it just, it feels like there's a pylon that I first have to like get off my shoulders to be able to do the job. So when the self-talk is the positive, like folks on the positive, like, wow, I am, I'm lucky to be here. I'm lucky to work for a world-class company. I'm lucky to like interact with these extremely smart people every day. I feel blessed in my role, like, and focusing on the good things. Um, it's, it makes a huge impact, man. Something I actually did today, like, like literally no cap was like, you know, like I, I, I'm a man of faith. So like believe in God and, and everything. Like every time something good happened today, like I, I was like working on this cadence of like people and in, in my, like my accounts that I've had trouble connecting with, um, basically all year. And every time like someone like opened an email or responded to an email, even if it was like, David, like screw off like leave me alone like, <laughs> you've been annoying me all year and like i don't want to buy i was like yo thank you god like i got a response mm. like i got an open mm. and like mm. that actually just made the day feel like i just felt more weightless in the day than when it's like ah, another no like oh, man this guy yeah. just like just like tell me you don't want it like just open my email like pick up the phone you know what i mean it's like the ease of like flipping that switch, not to say that it makes my job like 10 times easier. It's still difficult, but like yeah. it makes things like more manageable and a little bit less of that pressure that you're putting on yourself. Like there's already so many sources of pressure that it doesn't like have to come from you. And I'm not saying yeah. that like peak performance is important because a lot of that is like you you need to be in that mindset of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go out and kill today and perform. But to end like this rant that I'm on is like, I found that self-talk has been a huge thing. And we've talked about affirmations for many years and I've done affirmations, but I feel like in the moment, because a lot of times my affirmations is like in the morning and then something yeah. happens and I'm like, oh, I don't even remember what I affirmed today. Like this, yeah. this scenario sucks. Whereas yeah. like the continuous like, yo, okay, it's gonna be okay. Like bad day, but not a bad situation. Like ultimately like things are good. Um, I found that's been like a really practical thing I've been doing that's had an impact. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And you know what I've been doing too, David, to add to that is that at the end of the day, I always write five wins mm. that day for that day. Cause, cause we're easy. We, we, we always keep track of all the negative stuff that no. didn't work out. I lost this deal today. I lost this. I lost that. And I was like, no, five wins today. What are the five wins? Okay. Uh, actually I spoke to this person. I had a really good pitch. I actually come to think about it. I, it was really nice. I took some time for lunch today. Mm-hmm. I even had a walk. Like, I, it was, like, and you start to find, cause you gotta do five. And I was like, you mm-hmm. can find little wins and they start to add up. It's, it's so powerful. You know, the, 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 I wanted to, to just harp on it one more time. The, the, the self-talk. Um, I was watching Ted Lasso. You watch, Great you show, watch, dude. Bro, oh, I love that oh, show. I think he teach, like, I want to, I want to take the episodes and break them down. Cause it's a leadership masterclass, bro. Mm. 
It, like he creates psychological safety. He remembers the people's names. He makes them feel belong. Mm -hmm. He gives them gifts. Like he, like you know, like it's mm -hmm. a teamwork one on one. I'm like laughing, going through a checklist. I'm like, this is good. What I, watching it was really powerful for me in a moment because I realized, man, this guy's so optimistic, right? Mm. It's a, he's annoyingly optimistic, right? Yeah. That's the character. Yeah. But you were like, I, it hit me because I, I don't know about you. It hit me, and I was like, man, there was a time in my life I was that optimistic, mm. like. My optimism for what I think life can be has been beat down. And, and I've started to talk negatively. And at the same time, my, my brain kind of cross-referenced it with a psychological study I was recently reading. And it was like, it's more important that you are not pessimistic than being like that. It's better to be optimistic. Yeah. But if you can't help but be pessimistic. It's better to just be neutral. Not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's better to just not be pessimistic than, than, if, than if you can't be optimistic. And it was like, that's how much, that's how powerful it is. And, and I think, and I think David, to turn this back to you for a moment, like, and I, I, I talked about, you know, your center core that, 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 I, that I sense, but even like, you know, the confidence that you have, um, you know, wearing this, 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 the, the life jacket. <laughs> but I, I think it's like belief in oneself is 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 extremely important right we all know you got to believe in yourself i don't know we all hear that right but like like you meet people who have genuine belief in themselves and you're like whoa that person is magnetic because they believe in who they are it doesn't mean they believe in all the bullshit that they say sometimes like mm. they'll, they'll, they're not the expert but they believe in who they are and i think that is so powerful and i think when when we're missing that sometimes people of faith will will be like i know who i am because i know god has a path for me mm -hmm. right like that that externalizing of belief sometimes when we don't have it internally, I think is so powerful. So like that optimism, that self-talk, that like belief in oneself, I think is all so tied into removing creating healthy pressure and seeing that pressure as like, this mm. is good. This is exciting. This is, I get to do this. Like this is good problems to solve. Yeah. And even just like getting back to like our main question of that, that pressure, right. Of what's next. Like a lot of that pressure, even the way I've been talking about it so far this season is from a negative place of like, oh, you don't, oh, you don't have it figured out? Okay, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, even I've been having this conversation with other people, like, I I really hate this, like, idea that the 20s is like your life, you know? Like, oh, yeah. this yeah. guy did this by 27. Like, okay, that's sick. That is sick for that person. And I love that for that person. But it doesn't mean that that has to be the case for you. And mm. that's where like a lot of that, like, negative pressure comes from but i think you know if we look back on the things we've been able to accomplish like i rarely find anyone that i meet that hasn't had some sort of adversity they've had to overcome mm. and a lot of things that you've had to figure out like we talked about older siblings and how they go through things first but they didn't go through every scenario and you had to figure out some shit at 14 yeah. like you had yeah. to figure out some stuff at 20 <laughs> and to be like okay yo like Maybe I'm not a millionaire by 20, but I went through some stuff and I figured it out. Like, that's positive. And I'll yeah. figure out what's going to come next. But I think, like, because that pressure, I think, will always be there. There's always going to be an element of that negative pressure, whether it's from, you know, your parents, your friends, like the circle you're in, from social media, Instagram, all of that stuff. I think the least that, that we can try to do is, is have that positivity. And obviously, like, I'm speaking from my personal experience. I don't know everyone's situation, but... I think there is like so much more that we can do when it comes to being positive. And for me, like saying this, like this is a reminder for myself. Like I, I was talking to Kathleen like a few days ago. I was like, 
babe, I feel like recently, like I've been like just complaining too much. Like I don't want to, I don't want to mm. do that. Like I just, like what am I complaining about? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and even like going back to episode one, stop sweating the small stuff. It's like I'm just like saying all these like negative things. Like I need to just like uh-huh. talk about the more positive stuff. You know? So yeah, yeah I, I love that you shared like some of those things that that you've been doing to alleviate that pressure, and even just like knowing you like knowing how goal-oriented you are and how driven you are, the commitment you have to your business and the commitment you've had for so long and seeing all these things that you're able to, you've been able to do, like getting married, getting the house in the, the past couple years. It's also like, obviously I knew this, but like having this conversation, like it also offers like, I don't know, that feeling of comfort that like, yo, okay, this mm-hmm. guy like goes through this too. You know what I mean? Like there's like a lot of the stuff that you have to like figure out coping mechanisms for as well. And I'm hoping that as people listen to this and look into like your story a bit more and look into the business and see like the success that you've become, that they feel a little bit of like that solidarity to like, yo, okay, this guy, like obviously like he has some stuff figured out, but also there's some stuff that like he's trying to figure out along the way as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Yo, this has been, this has been insane. This has been dope. We've talked about, we talked about so much, bro. We talked about <laughs> almost drowning. We talked about Colonel Vi. Shout out to Colonel Vi, man. I don't know what the ranking is right now for top high schools in Canada. Just going to leave it in the top, leave um, it top five. <laughs> but according to two Colonel Vi alum um, who are doing pretty all right, I'm going to say like, if it's not, if it's not four, it's three, two or one. That's, let's just mm. say that. Um, but we've come to, to the goodbye, the farewell of this episode. This segment is called Life Lessons. So, Fahad, based on everything we've talked about, based on your experience over the past 12 years or even just the course of your life, if someone could only tune in for this portion of the episode, what's kind of like a takeaway, a life lesson that you would it's give a lot of pressure. for them to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm applying that pressure, bro. But <laughs> something that you would you would like want them to tap into and, and take away. Um. I think I think the I think I think the the life set lesson's gonna uh, it's gonna be a swimming lesson, David. I think it's a swimming <laughs> lesson here. <laughs> One of the things while I was learning to swim that I realized for treading water, I was like, oh my god, it's almost like you have to be okay with just about to drown the whole time. Like you're just the water's right here and you're swallowing water and you're spitting it out. And I thought I thought you had to be all the way up here. Like I thought you had to make sure that there was no water near you. Mm. But you had to be okay with almost drowning the whole time, but calm at that level. And isn't that the analogy for all the pressure and the work that we're doing? I think we have to be okay with like knowing that you have to play at that margin. That we're almost drowning, but you've got that space and you're calm where you're fighting that negativity with a positive affirmation, where you're allowing pressure in, but you're getting your competition out elsewhere, mm. where, where, where you are, you know, you're, you're, you're celebrating and, and grat- you're grateful for all the things that are happening in your current life and you're still planning for more, that you're letting in the organic but also moving towards the intentional, right? Like that, I think we have to be okay with 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 those pieces uh, where we are, we're almost, we're okay with almost drowning, but have the confidence and belief in our skill set yeah. and in God and in the life that we have and the people we have around us that we're not drowning. And actually this is how it's supposed to be. And we're figuring it out. And actually we're doing pretty, pretty amazing. That is a great way to put a wall on it. One thing I love too is like, um, 
I always like I'm looking for the moment where it's like, yo, where's the episode title? And you just dropped it, bro. Okay with almost drowning. <laughs> that's just like so poetic. Um, so so unreal. And honestly, like once you started with like the swimming analogy, I knew where you were at with that because I I've said the exact same thing. I've said the exact same thing. Hasn't made me better at, <laughs> at treading water. That's a different story. But that feeling of like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm about to dip below the water. And then you kind of like, catch yourself and then you stabilize mm. and maybe that's just like a metaphor of life like initially you you're only treading for 15 30 45 then two then 20 then you could spend a day in the water but it's like <laughs> having that like i don't know who's spending a day in the water <laughs> there's people out there bro there are some i, I know people from like peterborough ontario they're probably they're, they're probably tread for a it's whole the day. people out east bro it's yeah, the east coast it's out, those east coast people <laughs> Um, but yo, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. Always a great conversation when you come through. Um, getting an invite, getting an invite to the show is, is my celebration of your life because I knew thank that you. that you would just be dropping some knowledge, man. I'm happy to see all the success. Mexico is going to be an absolute movie. Again, <laughs> as a reminder, if you know any local cinematographers in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, hit us up. Um, hope you took away some tangible lessons from this episode. Um, it's okay to almost drown be okay with it also give someone a cosign man like we've talked about looking forward to our mentors and people who are in the next stage that we want to go to but it's important to recognize that you're in a position that somebody else wants to get to so if you see that in them give them that cosign it's going to make them feel good it's going to give them um, thoughts of how they can make that a reality it's really important. It goes longer than you than you know. It goes farther than you know for someone who got that from Fahad and have tried to give that to other people. Definitely goes farther than you know. So go out of your way this week to show someone that love. Fahad, once again, bro, I can't thank you enough. This was amazing. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for uh, having me. This hopefully, is, this is awesome. Yeah, man. Anytime. Hopefully, there's another W in your rec league this this winter. <laughs> if you need a super sub, you know where I'm at. So just hit me up. <laughs> Yeah. I'll fly you in. I'll fly you in for uh, a couple games, you know, is when we need it. That's Let that's what know, the general bro. manager said. So, <laughs> Wow. What a what what an amazing conversation. Every time I get the chance to speak with Fahad, I'm just always blown away by how wise and eloquent he is. Uh, much thanks again to him for taking the time and, and blessing us all with this knowledge. Hope you all enjoyed this part two of our conversation. I know it was a little bit longer than a week, usually between episodes. I was out in Mexico for a month. I was immersed in the culture. Just couldn't find the time to put this together, but I hope it was worth the wait. If you liked what you heard, please take the time to rate, subscribe, and share the podcast with someone else. Like I always say, don't be selfish with that knowledge. If something spoke to you, make sure you, you send that out to someone else. I hope y'all learned something, listen to this. And until next time, hope you have a blessed Sunday.